What is not written is not said. What is not written remains undone. Some things can be risked leaving to memory and others simply must be noted. These are referred to as noteworthy things. When you encounter the noteworthy that is backed by and based on the word of God, you have met the noteworthy. Welcome to the noteworthy with Teddy Podcast, brought to you by Reverend Teddy A. Jones. Get your mind in gear and your willpower engaged. The revolution begins now. Here is today's episode. Shalom Alekem. Last week, we saw the clear indications from Acts chapter 6 that in times of crisis, the faith community has a duty to be and give of itself. In its response to the needs of the most vulnerable, there must be heavy reliance on the Spirit of God and wise actions. And what of the members of the faith community? How should we position ourselves alongside leadership to respond to crisis? The COVID-19 pandemic showed us that even when we are forced to exercise physical distance, we need social cohesion. We are by nature social beings. We need each other to survive, as one songwriter puts it. We were made for and need community. As Stendhal says, one can acquire everything in solitude except character. For character to be honed and developed, we need community interaction. I am proposing that the members of the Macedonian church found in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 are a model of how the faith community should respond to crisis, especially those that affect our basic human needs, such as food security. Their response becomes a motive because of the manner in which they responded to the famine that was impacting fellow humans in Jerusalem at that time. 2 Corinthians 8. Now, that faith community, the Macedonian churches, demonstrated community spirit on multiple levels. They were not rolling in abundance. But look at how they positioned themselves towards those who were suffering. They didn't satisfy themselves, then gather the scraps to send to Jerusalem. They had very little. In fact, the text said they gave out of their nothingness. Like, how do you even do that? They didn't give under compulsion with a long face. The text says, entirely on their own. They gave eagerly. In fact, they begged for an opportunity to contribute. 
they gave their heart and liver, as it were. Paul puts it this way. They gave beyond their ability to give. They exhibited joyful, rich generosity in the midst of their own extreme poverty. Now, here is an absolutely genuine, caring community of faith. You can't quite fake this kind of solidarity. When you think about it, this is exactly what the faith community should be characterized by, isn't it? Their faith was authenticated in this act of fraternity. Their relationship to God was not one of talk and fluff. The text indicates they gave themselves first to God and then to the leaders who were acting as agents for those affected. Notice again, as we said last time, the leadership of the faith community must rise to the occasion in times of crisis. Let me be very clear. No one whose heart is not surrendered to God can exhibit this kind of communal spirit described here. As you see, as humans, we are by default selfish, self-centered, self-absorbed, and not others-minded. Watch this now. There, there goes that matter of faith and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit once more. Clearly, these Christians were so yielded to God's Spirit that their basal selfish spirit was broken. This is precisely what transpired at Pentecost. A fact that is sadly missed by many today who remain stuck at the ecstatic descriptions of the power of the Holy Spirit in the upper room, thus failing to see the ethical indicators. The much-loved Pentecostal experience of the book of Acts is not embraced in its outworking. We often miss the link between the empowering of the Holy Spirit and the formation and functioning of community. Put another way, it is the power of the Holy Spirit in those who were filled that killed their natural selfish ways and caused them to begin to think of the vulnerable among them in ways that they had never done previously. In Acts 2, we read how they began to sell lands and bring the proceeds to the apostles. They began to share with one another. No one had too much nor too little. Why are so many today fixated on speaking in unknown languages and not also on speaking the language of care and compassion? Left to our own ends, we will hoard our food and shun our neighbors. Did you notice that that is what is also going on in the Acts 6 text that we referenced in the last episode. 
that is the rise of human selfishness, the spirit of ethnic prejudice and preferential treatment. Only the Spirit of God can annihilate that beast in us. The faith community that we see in the Corinthian text invites all of us inwards into a space of knowing that I am because you are. The very meaning and message of the African concept of Ubuntu. It is typical for Christians today to respond to messages like this by claiming, conveniently, that what we have in Acts is descriptive and not prescriptive. Conveniently. The Spirit of God, though, won't let us off the hook that easily. So I want to raise an alarm. I want to sound a warning that crisis situations, which threaten the very survival of human beings, are a grand opportunity for the faith community, for all of us, as humans even, to truly prove our true metal. If the love of Jesus that we talk so much about cannot make a difference in how we live with each other in general, and especially in a time of shortage, we might as well keep quiet. I challenge you to begin now to contemplate ways in which you as an individual will ensure that you are your brother's, your sister's keeper. To borrow the words of Rosalia Hamilton, what we need is not for church to be reopened, but for church to be restructured. We need a restructuring along the lines of truly becoming a community of faith. Friends, you know, there is a blessedness in giving. There is an unbridled joy that emerges in generosity. It is to our enormous discredit that for whatever the reason, anyone should worship at a church service, for example, and go back home to an empty table. Our attachment to our things as individuals and leaders need to be surrendered to the cross. Will you open your hands and heart to the love of Jesus today. Thank you for listening to this episode of my podcast, Noteworthy with Teddy. This is Reverend Teddy A. Jones. You think about it, let's talk about it. I look forward to your questions and comments. Use the social media links provided here to connect with me. If it's noteworthy, then others need to hear. Thanks for sharing the podcast with your friends and family. See you on the next episode, DV. This podcast is made possible through the sponsorship of Avid Coaching Services. Avid Coaching Services, helping you to become all that you can and should be 
helping you to make that vertical leap from mediocrity to legacy. Check out Avid Coaching Services at www.teddyajones.com forward slash coaching. That's www.teddyajones.com forward slash coaching.